Hey, welcome once again to Countdown to Eternity with Pastors James Cadiz and Tom Hughes. Today they'll be talking about the emergence of the revived Roman Empire and the utilization of climate change as a tool to accelerate the path of globalism. What's happening is unprecedented and the world seems to be completely oblivious to it. It's time to look up and study God's Word because things are about to rapidly manifest and we can't afford to ignore the signs. Well, hello, my dear brothers and sisters. I want to welcome you to another episode of Countdown to Eternity. And once again, I am blessed to be with Pastor Tom Hughes. And we have got quite the subject for you today. We are going to talk about the revived Roman Empire and what that all means, what's happening in Europe. Tom, I'm going to let you run with this one because you've already got something in front of you. And I know that at the time of this recording, uh, it's a little bit back, but it's very relevant to the moment that we're in right now. So let's jump into it. Oh, this is going to be relevant right up until the time when Jesus comes. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so there, there, I mean, I'm looking at these things and, it's, and these things have been going on for a long time. So I'll, I'll just try to update everybody. James, I know you are, you and I have already had these discussions in the past, but I don't think a lot of people are, uh, are aware of things. When we look at uh, the, we go to, the book of Daniel, for example, we know that there is going to be this little horn that's going to rise up. Uh, Daniel uh, chapter 7 mm-hmm. says there's going to be 10 horns and then a little horn. After the 10 world empires here, uh, then Antichrist is going to appear, which, by the way, it teaches us that there must be a global system in place yes. prior to Antichrist coming into power. 100%. Um, Daniel chapter 7 Revelation chapter 17 also teaches there's going to be 10 kings, and then they give their, their authority to the beast. So we know the system has to be in place. So that's what we're witnessing is the system. So then we think about how long this has been going on. I mean, we can go all the way back to the Tower of Babel, but just in our modern U.S. history, George H.W. Bush, the first one, where did he say, James? This, these are his exact words, a new world order, right. a world where the rule of law governs the conduct of nations um it was and then you go from there check out this uh, and then we have the clintons uh, we have the other george bush all of these different people uh nancy pelosi she said uh a new world order for the centuries for the ages forever and you go right on down this this list and what what is really happening here is the building of the new government is going to be on the foundation of the existing government. So what they're 100%. building right now, everything is being torn down right now that we know of. So that's why we see what's taking place with the um, uh, the border situation. Everything is being destroyed. The United States of America is being destroyed. And that's then, right. James, you and I used to talk about this a lot, the Klaus Schwab Young Global Leaders. Yes. Um, who, who was part of, even Putin was part of the Young Global Leaders. Yes. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg was, New Zealand former Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern, who ran the C-19 program, uh, was Trudeau, uh, was a Young Global Leader. But he has, Klaus Schwab cranks out 150 new global, Young Global Leaders every single year. So this isn't anything new. Uh, that, that that's going. And then we have in the religious world, we know this well. Uh, we have Rick Warren, who was involved with Tony Blair through the World Economic Forum Initiative. Yep. What did he work on? A global peace plan. 
That's right. So we, we see all of this stuff going on. We have the religious aspect of it. We see what's going on with the, the Davos stuff. We just came out of a recent global uh, summit. Glo- what was it? World Government Summit, right? Something like That's that. That's right. Isn't yep. that what it's called? 100%. We have the, yeah. So we have all of these different things that are going on. Um, but none of it's new. No. The, the, the current pope in 2015, he talked about these things with climate. And by the way, everybody, the whole climate agenda is probably it's the tool that is being used to manipulate the masses of the world. And you even listen to people that are on the right and uh, with people on the right, they're falling hook, line and sinker for all of these climate lies. They're climate lies. That's exactly what they are. Uh, and they're bringing about climate laws. But that doesn't surprise us because Romans chapter one talks about a time when they will suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Right. And in that process, what will they do? Suppress the truth in unrighteousness. We see that happening. And they'll worship the creation rather than God, lifting up Mother Earth to be worshiped. So yep. they're saying, don't turn it to the God of heaven. That's fake news, as you've all know. Harari says it. No, yep. we're going to worship the earth, and it's your fault if you don't comply. But all of this is all of this is coming together. And yep. by the way, as long as I'm on this kick, James, I got another minute. I'll just I'll just keep going. Take all the time you want, bro. Well, you know I will. All right. So on this, we know the Club of Rome. They had their ten. They had the world divided into ten regions. We've all yep. seen the map back in 1973. Right. right, and we know there's going to be ten horns, ten kings. We know that from, again, from the Bible. The Bible tells us this ten empire. All right, Club of Rome had the world divided that way. UN Agenda 21 had their own map, which was very similar to the Club of Rome map. Which the Agenda 2030 is really just a an updated Agenda 21. That's all it really is. So this is their plan. It is not a coincidence, folks, that there's a 10 kingdom system that is coming, that the world is looking for a leader right now, that climate lies are driving the emotions of the people. Oh, I mean, and it's driving people on both sides of the altar, both sides oh, of the, both sides of the thing. The right and the left are both saying we need to do our part and it's complete insanity. Yep. And, and, and I can make a case for this. And uh, it's not very hard to demonstrate to people, right? Right down the line, everything that you just said, right? I can show you videos for virtually everything that you said. This here, uh, this is a video of, of course, Joe Biden. And this is what Joe Biden is saying about the future. And this is really interesting because I want you to pay attention to this when you listen to this. This is the president of the United States actually telling us that he was in a secure meeting. That means top secret, top, top secret, right? Uh, Super top secret. And he's divulging the contents of a secure meeting discussion that he had. And what you might not recognize by listening to this right off the cuff is that they are basically making a calculation of acceptable casualties, right? Acceptable world and national casualties. That's what they're doing. Look what he says about this because it's really interesting. And then look at the Freudian slip that takes place and the fact that his earpiece has to correct him when he makes this statement. This is, this is unbelievable. Listen to what he says, and um, it's, it's definitely worthwhile paying attention to. You know, we are at an inflection point, I believe, in the world economy. Not just the world economy, in the world. It occurs every three or four generations. 
as one of as the uh, one of the top military people said to me in a secure meeting. Secure meeting. Day, top military 60, people. Sixty million people died between 1900 and 1946, and uh, since then we established a liberal world order, and that hadn't happened in a long while. A lot of people dying, but nowhere near the chaos. And now is a time when things are shifting. We're gonna there's gonna be a new world order out there, and we've got to lead it. We've got to unite the rest of the free world in doing it. So anyway. Under, understand the discussion that he's bringing here. He's basically talking about how many people it took to kill in this country in order to usher in what they call the liberal world order, which, by the way, was the term that was adapted by the neo-Malthusians, uh, inspired by none other than Thomas Malthus, who, which, by the way, for everybody that, that doesn't know, is pretty much what drove Hitler, what drove Margaret Sanger, what drove, you know, all of the, the death cult that we see now. And um, he's basically saying that we, in essence, needed to cleanse the world of these people to usher in the, uh, the New World Order. And if that doesn't sound convincing enough, if you listen to that, then, of course, you can listen to what Prince Charles said at the time, because he was Prince Charles when he said this. And all of us have heard him say this. And this is really interesting. Renewably renewable and sustainable. So, ladies and gentlemen, my plea today is for countries to come together to create the environment that enables every sector of industry to take the action required. The action required is for climate change, okay? But listen to what he says. These are very heavy terms. We know this will take trillions, not billions of dollars. We also know that countries, many of whom are burdened by growing levels of debt, simply cannot afford to go green. Here we need a vast military-style campaign to marshal the strength of the global private sector. We need a vast military-style campaign to marshal the strength of the global private sector. That's what he says. First of all, that basically, that's Antichrist language. That is, we need to basically put into effect the, the economy of Revelation chapter 13. Look what he goes on to say. With trillions at his disposal. Whose disposal? Who, who is his? Yeah. Who's right? right. Top 26, wasn't yeah, it? Top 26. Yeah. And look what he says at the end. That's not the shocker in this. A lot of people spend a lot of time focusing on that. The most shocking part of all of this is what you're about to hear. None of the other stuff is shocking prior. This is the most shocking. Ready? Far beyond global GDP and with the greatest respect, beyond even the governments of the world's leaders. Far beyond global GDP. That means every bit of gross domestic product ever produced by every government in the world is incapable of producing what it takes to fix this problem. And he just said, with all due respect, beyond the capacity of any government, mm -hmm. any government. So no government can do it. No GDP can do it. Look what he says. It offers the only real prospect of achieving fundamental economic transition. The only real prospect to achieve fundamental economic transition is to let the trillions at his disposal marshal with a military-style campaign, the global private sector, right? And then, if that's not enough, and like you said, you called it, right? Then look at now King Charles, who won't stop his rhetoric, because this is what King Charles says at COP28, which just happened, by the way. And listen to this. This is really crazy. Here we go. I, life. By the way, I, I'm, I, I have to, like, take medicine after I listen to this, because I'm, I'm getting sick as I'm hearing it. But here we go. As part of this grand and sacred system, harmony with nature must be maintained. The earth does not belong to us. We belong to the earth. 
<laughs> and then, and then if you really, really want to get busy with this, then you start getting into the fact that they all want to go cashless. And they are talking and very happy to talk about it. How about this? It's an older video. This is a video from several years ago. But this is an investment, not an investment banker. This is a banker who actually is a central banker, right, with the IMF, who's actually saying this. Listen to what he says about money and going to uh, central banking digital currency or central digital banking currency. L listen, I just, I got it backwards. So listen to what he says about Central banking digital currencies. I just had a brain fart. <laughs> What's wrong with me? Okay, here it is. Now, in all our analysis on CBDC, in particular for the use of general to the general use, uh, we tend to establish the equivalence with cash, uh, and there is a huge difference there. Uh, for example, in cash, uh, we don't know. For example, who's using a one hundred dollar bill today? We don't know who is using a one thousand peso bill today. Uh, a key difference in, with the CBDC is that central bank will have absolute control on the rules and regulations that will determine the use of that uh, expression of central bank liability. And also, we will have the technology to enforce that. So I didn't see the video. Was that the international bank settlement guy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The international bank settlement guy. Yeah. Yep. So this is the real now this stuff's been going on for a long time. Yep. And I don't think a lot of people realize it. What's so weird, James, is we we're talking about these things, what, three or four years ago? Oh yeah, longer than and, that. And oh, okay. We can even go back to 2018. You and I were doing a conference together at a church. I remember it well. Oh, you had a you had a men's conference also. Tw oh, by yeah. 2017, we were talking about these things. Oh right? yeah. And here it is. People are just now starting to think, oh, is that really happening? And the majority of people by far are still not realizing That's what is happening. It's, it's like they're in this, this cooker and they don't even realize they've been thrown in the pot. And we've been trying to warn people, well, now it's here. Yep. We're, we're living through it. Uh, and when we start looking at C, uh, CBDCs, there is, it is absolute control is what this comes down to. 100%. It's going to be under this promise like, hey, we are here to save you. Listen, the economy is eventually going to get crashed, yep. uh, whether it be a black swan event in 2024 that happens, which wouldn't surprise me at all. Yep. But this is going to happen. And they're going to usher in digital currencies. And in Australia, uh, you know, just being back there, I have some friends who have been keeping me informed. Australia is going to be uh, experiencing the digital identity coming about, it sounds like, by this summer. 100%. And when we look at Australia has been like Australia, Canada, they've been testing grounds. Um, you mentioned in, I think it was a previous program where we were talking about the truckers in, uh, in New York, not going to New York. Remember yep. what happened to the truckers in Canada? Oh yeah. When they said, we're going to, we're not putting up with this. They, sh they went after their, they froze their bank accounts. So CBDC is going to be able to do this, put at the hands of everything that King Charles says, the, the Bank of International Settlement guys guy says it's going to be able to give whoever's in charge the control of this of the people. So this global system's being built. Ultimately, Antichrist will come. But right now, we're watching the building of it. We're experiencing it. Well, and this is the part that's the scariest, right? Because CBDCs are the ones to be more concerned about only because of the fact 
is, look, the, the way that we have to explain it, when most people talk about central banking digital currencies, th they instantly think about us going cashless privately or personally, right? But CBDCs speak of how the banks communicate with one another and how the flow of money travels that way and how on the back end things are actually managed. The scary part about this is if you can universalize that process through a digital currency that they're calling the central banking digital currency, then what you, ha what you have happen is as the moment that is solidified and tested and the way that they know it needs to go, they could literally, this is no joke, Tommy, overnight, they can flip the switch. Overnight. There have been multiple people who are on the leadership front of the economic world who continue to call for the implementation and the, the building of a central banking digital currency because they all know that when a time of crisis happens, like when a bank goes insolvent like SVB or one of these other banks, that what they can in essence do to save the kind of problems that FDIC might run into in covering a lot of the calls from the, uh, from the depositors, uh, basically they say that they could flip the switch overnight with CBDCs and not end up costing themselves the kind of money that they would lose in being able to save these banks with solvency. And you know who else, and I just remember this, you know who else is calling for this, who thinks it's a great idea because he knows that it's going to help the position of his own bank, and that's Jamie Dimon. So if, yeah. you, if you think about this, that's where we're going. And by the way, when um, Silicon Valley Bank went insolvent, there, was an, there were two other banks that went insolvent around that same time, and guess who it was that came to the rescue? It was Jamie Dimon, Dimon, right? It was sold to them, and it was so. Look, Jamie Dimon bought it back at a far better rate. He could have bought a, a, a junk bond or a U.S. Treasury that actually um, diminished to, I think, pennies on the dollar, and it actually ended up becoming super advantageous for the position of Chase. So I, I'm telling you, this is something that's around the corner, and Revelation 13 is is. I mean, it's looming. It, it's in front of us. Oh, absolutely. So uh, we're just looking at everything developing. Everybody has adjusted to just the, the thought of uh, tracking. I'm not sure how much I can say on this channel right now, James, but I'd like to say something. I, I know I can say it because I can say it on YouTube. All right. So if we just look back at the last four years, what took place was the data was collected. It's massive data that's being collected. And 100%. more data is being collected on us all the time. All in the name of public health, by the way. I just want to say that for the record. Yes, all in the name of public health, right? And what, and really, I, I believe the purpose of the last four years was more about data collection than anything else. 100%. And it's, it's collecting information on the resistance it's, it's, it's finding holes in the system. So if they're going to go do digital currency, where's the holes in the system? Where's the thing? What are the things we have to shore up? And they, they know the, the types of people that are going to be more compliant. They also know the types of things people are going to be compliant to yep. and what they're not going to be compliant to. But they've collected so much information on everybody, where, who traveled, who didn't travel, uh, what kind of communication you were doing. They, they know all these things. All this stuff is being collected. So that's ultimately what has been going on over the last four years, regardless of what other people are saying. I believe that was the number one thing because they've got to get in place this digital currency. Yep. And I even look at the climate agenda and other things that we are being threatened with 
Yes, those are threats. But when we look at something like, or wokeism, listen, when you look at wokeism, which includes the climate, it includes gender nonsense. It includes yep. so many different things. But when we look at the gender argument, I, I, I really believe that the people at the top of the argument, they really don't believe a boy is a girl and a girl is a boy. They don't believe it, but they are using it in order to manipulate the people. So that's really what is going on here. So with all the mass data collection that's taking place, they know what needs to be the weaknesses in their system. They've been able to discover those because they're going to come with round two. Round two is going to be much more difficult than round one was. And in speaking of something like genderism, and there's there's a hundred different genders, or you can be a cat if you want to be a cat. Listen, they don't believe in any of those things. I'm convinced they would not let their own kids go through that nonsense. They won't let their own kids go through the gender surgeries, right? The well, people are at the top of the top. And it's getting disgusting because you you just hit a um, a vein here that's going to really bother a lot of people. But they're doing it at the government level in ways that you can't even begin to imagine. Like here's here's one example, okay? They are beginning to train future doctors to take pregnancy tests from trans women, okay? Meaning you were born with male genitalia. You are incapable of being able to, scientifically speaking, right, have mm -hmm. a baby in your womb. It doesn't, it, it's, it's physiologically impossible, but they are teaching doctors now that it's okay to take a pregnancy test from somebody who was actually born a male. And then to make it worse, in Medicare, the way the, the billing is being set up, they're incentivizing doctors and hospitals to actually do these tests because the amount of money they can bill to take the test for males is a lot more than the money that they can bill to take a test for females. That's where it's going, bro. Money. Well, well okay, we'll check this out. So you start putting this together in, in Revelation chapter 17, we have the, the, the woman who rides the beast, the whore, right? Yep. This prostitute, this spiritual dynamic. And it tells us in Revelation chapter 17, so fascinating. And I think it all applies here. In verse 16, the 10 horns, John is being told by the angel, the 10 horns which thou sawest upon the beast, the 10 kings, these will hate the whore. They shall make her desolate and naked. They shall eat her flesh and burn her with fire. Well, wait a minute. What happened with the 10 kings? They used this whore system to get their global control, although they knew the whole thing was a lie 100%. and a fraud. That's what that teaches. They don't believe any of what they're selling. They don't believe the climate lies. They don't believe this gender nonsense. They don't believe any of it, but they're developing this this world, this horse system to give themselves power. Once they got it, they do away with her because they know it is all a lie. And all these people are actually believing these things. It's 100% correct, bro. You could not be more correct in your assertion regarding this issue. And folks, look, I have to say this because we're running out of time. We're, it's, it's a wrap. I, I'm, I will say this very, very quickly, and that is this. If you are waiting to come to know the Lord until after the rapture, it, it's it's going to be too late, okay? Get your heart right with God, because I'm going to tell you this right now. Christ is getting—we are getting closer and closer and closer and closer to the return of Christ. And I can tell you right now, 
if we're already beginning to see what look like viable signs of what may be the second coming of Christ, how much more eminent is the rapture? You got to wake up. We're running out of time. The world is changing quickly. Uh, Tom, really quickly, we got about 20 seconds. Any final words on this? I'm going to give you the last word. No, as, as we look at, at everything that is converging all at the same time, it's a reminder of the words of Jesus when he said, when you see these things begin to take place, begin to converge, look up and lift up your head because your redemption draws near. Amen and amen. Guys, we love you. We both sincerely hope that you enjoyed watching this or listening to this on the radio as much as we've enjoyed making it. On behalf of Pastor Tom Hughes, this is James Cadiz. Thank you so much. We love you guys. Continue to fight the good fight as we all count down to eternity. Today on Countdown to Eternity, Pastors James Cadiz and Tom Hughes discuss the emergence of the revived Roman Empire and the use of climate change as a tool to accelerate the path of globalism. Today's program can be heard again at CountdownToEternity.com. That's Countdown, the number two, Eternity.com. Or listen wherever you get your podcasts. We're also at OnePlace.com. Pastor James goes live each week on Instagram, Rumble, and YouTube. And we're releasing short videos for you too throughout the week, helping you connect the dots between what we're seeing on the news and Bible prophecy. Look for James Cadiz on any of these platforms. If you appreciate this ministry and want to see it continue, please pray for us. And as you're able and led by the Lord, you can also donate to the ministry at CountdownToEternity.com. Countdown, the number two, Eternity.com. Countdown to Eternity with James Cadiz is brought to you by Calvary Chapel Signal Hill. Join us next time as together we again examine current events and connect what's going on in our world to Bible prophecy.